Dark, a podcast that is slowly climbing up the stairs, fighting its way from floor to floor to get to the top and face that boss before jumping out a window. I'm Alex. Is there anything scarier than a farm? All those (laughs) animals and corn? Why does the corn keep growing? I don't know. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And you're listening <laughs> to Riverdale After Dark, a podcast about the CW's Riverdale. We're going to be talking about Chapter 52, The Raid. The Raid. Woo! Get, get out of your roaches. Yeah, get out. We're I talking know. about The Raid. Get it? I got no, you. No, like yeah, the no, bug no. spray. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what that I was like. That's what the roaches <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they, they hate it. Uh, so this is the latest episode of the show. This is a post-musical episode. There's no singing in this episode at all. No, oh, First none. one in a while. Yeah. Uh, needed more songs, to be honest. More gargoyle You songs. think they should just spread out the musical episode? Would you be happy if every episode of the show was a musical? Yes. No. no that's, 100%. That's Absolutely incorrect. Come on, man. No, here's the thing. I think Riverdale is at its truest best form when it is a musical. Boo. I mean... I'll give you that, but that doesn't... So what? Candy's good, but you can't eat it every day. Yeah, exactly. And Alex, you need to stop. That's I, the thing. you got to spread it out so it's so enjoyable. Breakfast, when it lunch, and dinner. That's what I have my candy. Yeah. And let me be honest, you're eating more candy than that. <laughs> I know you're sneaking a snack. I'm supposed to have a snack. Yeah, you are supposed to have a snack. Yeah, I'm, you're on the, in, I'm on the candio diet. Yeah, oh, my God. All right. Let's get into this. I don't think so. I think we need to te- keep talking about eating candy. All right. And so should we talk about Fizzle Rocks instead and do a little bit of candy? Re- Recale. Uh, all right. So here's what's going on so far on Riverdale. Bunch of stuff, as Lots. usual. As we mentioned uh, last it. week, we had the Riverdale musical. Heather's lots of stuff went down there. Uh, specifically, Cheryl Blossom worked through a bunch of issues. Yes. Uh, through the musical, reconciled with her girlfriend, Tony, who doesn't show up at all this episode. Yep. So the reconciliation, sort of questionable. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, it comes up again this episode, so it's probably important to mention. Uh, also, Betty Cooper is in. Investigating the farm, as you mentioned, that's yeah. the cult that has taken Betty. over a good fifty percent of Riverdale. It's led by a guy named Edgar Evernever, played by Chad Michael Murray, who was introduced in the last episode. Beautiful doing man. Some creepy <laughs> clapping. You're fucking so creepy. <laughs> uh, doing some creepy clapping at the end of the episode. His oh. daughter is named Evelyn Evernever. She is, I think, it's even generous to say frenemies with Betty. Like she wants no. to kind of be friends with Betty, no. sort of, but they really don't like each no, other. They're nasty. Much. They're, yeah. they're not getting they nasty. So the farm is actively recruiting people, including Kevin Keller, has already been sucked into the farm. Oh, he got man. he's yeah. given tours. Maybe, what the fuck, maybe got married to Fags last episode, who also doesn't necessarily show up, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and uh, 
on the other side of town, while the farm stuff is going on, there's also this long-running game of griffins and gargoyles. It's an evil role-playing game. The head of the game, the boss of the game, is a dude or a creature or something called the Gargoyle King. Everybody thought the Gargoyle King was taken care of, but of course... The Gargoyle nope. King was not no. taken care of. Taking the place or leading the charge for the Gargoyle King is a guy named Kurtz, who briefly was heading up the Gargoyle Gang. Then he was briefly part of the Southside Serpents. Now he's back with the Gargoyle Gang. Uh, and as we find <laughs> out, this episode uh, is working for Gladys Jones, Jughead's mom, who's back in town. She is the head of the Fizzle Rock drug trade in Riverdale. Yep. But her husband, F.P. Jones, who is the sheriff of Riverdale, has no idea because he's an excellent sheriff. Yes. And great. he's also just turned 50 and is really feeling himself. And right let's now. remember, they live in the same house house again in the right. Cooper's old house. So they're yeah. all in one house, the law of Riverdale and the biggest, second biggest crime lord in Riverdale. Oh, man. Same thing with me and my wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guess who's who? Yeah, you're running the uh, Park Slope Candy Gang. And, uh, your <laughs> hey, wife hey, is you the, want some gummy worms? Come by me. Your wife is the gumdrop sheriff or whatever. <laughs> the gumdrop sheriff. No, no, no. There's more we have to talk God about because we haven't even yeah. mentioned Veronica. We uh, uncapped the recap, but it's not done being capped. <laughs> so so uh, Veronica, meanwhile, is dealing with some awful news that she's gotten, which is that her parents are getting divorced. Mm, uh, mileage may vary, I guess, in terms of how awful it is, but she's pretty upset about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hiram Lodge is divorcing his wife, Hermione Lodge, who is the ma- mayor of uh, Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> really oh, oh, mayor of uh, uh, you know. New York City, I want to say, maybe? <laughs> it's, it's upstate. Unclear. It's we'll find out at some point. Uh, also, Meanwhile, Archie Andrews has been gifted a boxing club by Bad Hiram idea. Lodge <laughs> as, a, as, as a uh, as apologize. Uh, he is apologizing for the fact that he tried to get him killed uh, by twelve bunch separate of times, people. Yeah. By twelve separate people. Uh, so he has a boxing gym now. Uh, also, earlier in the season, Archie was in a juvenile detention facility called the Leopold and Loeb Juvenile Detention Facility. There, he met a dude named Mad Dog who Mad boxed Dog. with him and then teamed up with him. We thought. Mad Dog was dead. Yes, definitely. Mad Dog, not dead. No. There you go. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about some more things as we go through the episode. You know what Mad Dog backward is? Goddamn. Oh, man. (laughs) That's pretty sweet. I really just thought of that and was surprised. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Should we we start talking through the episode? Yes. Let's get into it. Do you want more recap, Pete? What? Do you want more recap? No. Pete, when you think about it, uh, this episode, when we talk about the show, it's just a future recap. Oh, oh God. man. That's you pretty just cool. everything for me. Present Thanks for ruining everything. Uh, so first off, it starts with uh, our boys uh, searching through... Uh, uh, the school, basically. <laughs> it's it's yeah, like we don't know what's happening. Yeah, it's we like don't know what's paramilita- happening. Paramilitary like raid. Right. And then uh, that's also kind of the title. Uh, yes, and then tweet. <laughs> it's uh, not even kind of the title. It actually is the title. It of the is episode. the title. Well, it's not uh, called for those of you at home. Uh, it's based on the Raid Redemption, the movie. Have either of you guys seen the Raid Redemption? No, nope. no. Okay, the Raid Redemption. It's a movie. Uh, it's a very, I thought you were talking about the video. You, game. Do you see Dread? The movie Dread. Judge Dread. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing where uh, in the Raid Redemption, they have to go inside of this building and fight their way floor to floor. Yes. Okay. So that, that's what we get later on in the episode. That's the one where uh, Taco Bell is the only one to survive all the fast food. Nope, that's okay. Demolition Man. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just check it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're searching the high school, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden you see a red dot on somebody. You think they're going to die. 
but it's just a training exercise. Sure, of course it's a training exercise. Oh, of course. So, of course, this isn't the craziest show ever made. Of course, it's just a training no, exercise. No, I mean, seemed pretty straightforward. It could have been a bear with a laser gun. You don't know. The show <laughs> I mean, is that's, insane. That's that fair. is true. It could have been a bear with a laser gun. Uh, but uh, we do find out that it is a training exercise. We did forget to mention in the recap that the Southside Serpents had been deputized Hell yeah, by the police yes. department. Because that's how you run a police department. With and, kids. With children. Yeah. Uh, just kids, Not but well a, trained. a gang. You yeah. turn a gang into your police force yeah. led by the current sheriff and the old sheriff who also teaches boxing in a boxing <laughs> uh, <laughs> What is What is Tom Keller's job exactly? It's, it's all the jobs. Is he he's, just a youth counselor? He's no. just whatever he needs to be is what he is. He's a utility. He's a hot utility yes. dad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He just keeps showing up in he's places. He's jack like, knife hey, of kids, dads. good to see you. And honestly, I don't know how he's making money because Did you say the jackknife of dads? Well, he's like the uh, Swiss Army. Army Swiss knife. Army knife. Yeah, yeah, that's jackknife would be he ran off the road. Oh, okay. yeah. oh, nice. Yeah. A jackknife. Oh, yeah. I guess that's what that is. Uh, <laughs> no, jackknife uh, also is an open, a knife that opens. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's oh, where okay. the term comes from is when you sort of, because sort of, the way it opens is like, like this. Here, don't the, forget to talk into the microphone. That's what, well, I'm <laughs> illustrating, which people yeah. can't see. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, Tom Keller, uh, he's an unpaid coach of a paramilitary Cop unit of children and also an, a, a trainer at a gym where there's no money <laughs> <laughs> and no people are fighting for just no reason. Yeah, yeah, for fun, <laughs> for only, funsies. Only in Riverdale. And then so uh, so it, they're the the our sheriff our sheriff squad is very pissed off at the teenagers for not doing a good job on their paramilitary operation. Yeah, they I got don't know if they were pissed off. They I were like, they you were, need to be no. Yeah, FP yeah. was pretty like, do it again. You're not doing it right. Yeah, I mean, that's Come kind on, of a whole thing going on this episode, right? He wants to whip the serpents into shape. He yes. wants them to be better. He wants them to be the law enforcement he needs because he wants to do a good job. He wants to be a good sheriff when he's actually a very bad sheriff. Yeah. Don't mention a bad husband. Uh, no, he's trying to be a good husband as yeah, well. Yeah, but, I mean, you should talk to your wife. You should know if your wife's running illegal drugs. I guess. So he is a bad husband, you're saying? Yep. Wow, what? Oh, great. And oh. is he a bad dad? No, for the first time in his life, he's actually being a good dad. What about the jelly bean? Oh, that's a good... Well, we're still waiting to see on that. He's a bad lover, obviously. He broke up with his mistress. Alice Cooper? Yeah. Yeah. Who's part of the farm There's other ways to judge if you're a good lover or not. By the way, here's a fun thing that I found out this week. I think I knew this and I forgot this until somebody asked me, but uh, Jelly Bean, at least in the comics, her real name, do you know what it is? No. Uh, Can you guess? Jelly Bean? Yeah. No, no, no. Her real name. Oh. Sally Struthers. No. Uh, because I was like, ha, 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 here's a funny joke. And I was about to tweet that out. And then I was like, well, let me check. And the funny joke I came up with was actually what her name is, is which it? is Forsythia. Oh, wow. So it's uh, Forsyth Pendleton Jones. The second is FP. Forsyth yep. Pendleton Jones. The third He's is Jughead. And her name is Forsythia Jones. Wow. And the reason she's called Jelly Bean, at least in the comics, is just Jughead thinks it's the stupidest name you ever heard and refuses to call her Forsythia. Not like Jughead. No. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Veronica and Betty are struggling with uh, oh yeah with uh, Veronica's parents' divorce. You know what's nice is that it's nice to see them talking, hanging out, and I Veronica just kind of like, hey, you know, I'm going through a tough time, and Betty's really listening and trying to be there for her. Also, I want to say across the board, some great milkshake acting in this oh, episode. Yeah. Very wow. good. Betty's, across the board. It, I, honestly, though, like every living, time there was a milkshake, it was good stuff going on. It was Betty the way. She was sipping that milkshake, like kind of sipping it, but looking at the same time. And Veronica knew exactly. She Veronica was like, "All right, I'll help you." 
Yeah, I, I think people should be sipping milkshakes this entire show. Okay. I mean, it's pretty. It's like ninety percent milkshake, <laughs> it's right? Seventy five, seventy five percent milkshake. Oh, man, milk. I could really go for a milkshake. Man, uh, I, I know. Dive for a milkshake too, oh, man. No. Uh, a little black and white shake. Come on, ooh, chocolate. <laughs> All right. So then Evelyn walks in. It's like, hey, we're having an open house. And yep. Betty was like, Veronica, we got to take this bitch down. Except for the fact that, of course, as usual, Evelyn being very friendly, very open, and the farm is uh, being good and helpful and kind to everybody again, Fuck you. which is yeah. what is Fuck very you. confusing to me about this episode. Fuck you. Oh, the, Fuck you. The farm is nice. Fuck Let's, you. Do we want to talk through all the farm stuff first? Sure. Is that the yeah, thing? let's talk about how the farm is tricking everybody, you assholes. Well, Why on. are you so pro-farm? Let's just... I love a farm. The corn just keeps growing. Uh, <laughs> That's not so what this is. There's an open house. They're like, we have to investigate. Yeah. Um, they go. They wander around. Kevin is now Doing leading a tour. tours a tour, at the sure. farm. Uh, that was a great <laughs> cut, though, where it was like, I won't cross that line. And then Kevin was like, if you cross this line right this way, you'll see. That was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing that was weirdest to me about that was Kevin not being like, hi, Betty. Hi, Veronica, yes. who are my friends. Instead, just, just brainwashed <laughs> by the farm. That's why. I She's don't know. all farmed up. I mean, maybe they're not farmed up enough, you know? Fuck you. Maybe they got to farm it up oh, we, should, we should say yeah. Alex is farmed up, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is. You're all I, I don't want to spoil anything about later in the episode, but uh, I saw my dead grandmother, and now I'm like, <laughs> oh, 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 God. That's all bad. They had a, a great conversation. Spoil. That is not... It was fun. That is... Uh, it was nice seeing her again. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. You're the worst. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. Um, you so, know it's just Chick pretending to be all these people. <laughs> <laughs> you said your theory it's chick in various <laughs> costumes. Yep. That is because he's take. the guy who's doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's sort of a take that I feel like Alex or I would say. All the right. fact that you think it is fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Betty gets nabbed by Evelyn and takes the sort of uh, Scientology esque uh, test. Takes um, the test interview. Yeah. So here's one of my questions. This episode, uh, we've seen the farm a little bit. We've heard about it through Evelyn. We've understood and uh, experienced some of the initiation procedures, but this is the first one where we're actually at the farm. Uh, yeah. We're seeing what they do. We're seeing what they're like. To your well, point, but this, this is you're seeing what the open doors are. But this is at the their new facility, which is the old Sister of the Quiet Mercy yeah, Church. Right. So we still haven't seen the farm farm. The like the actual farm. Yeah, where they have the floating, burning babies. Sure. Uh, there's something I could talk about later yeah. if we want about that. I got a little bit of a Please. theory, some information. Uh, but my question for you guys, this episode, uh, to your point, it's very Scientology, the way that yeah. they're introducing, the yeah. way that they're interviewing everybody, this, well, the way the interviews get more and Recorded, more intense yeah. as you go. Uh, what at this point, do you think the farm is based on? Is it a, is it like a lot of Riverdale and in the best way, a mishmash of a bunch of different it cults? Is. Yes, or it is, is it one thing? No, it's a mishmash. Okay. I think it's... Uh, I, this episode is firmly in Scientology world. I feel like it, it's a, yeah, the, uh, grabbing up some references and sort of b- constructing something new out of those references. Okay. Uh, well, different uh, cult. Uh, let, let me ask you, if you're going to the farm and you're doing the questionnaire, if someone asks you, how do you feel about cults, what is your answer? If I want to join the farm, I'm like, I love cults. You would say that out loud. (laughs) If I'm like, this farm is where I want to be, I'd be like, yeah, let's cult it up. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm farming Did she say, do you like cults, or did you say, are you cool? No, she says, do you like cults? That's what I thought she said. I don't think Evelyn I don't think she said that. (laughs) I don't think it's a cult. Yeah. I thought she's, the question was, the last question was, how do you feel about cults? 
No, I I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like it, it was not. Do you like cults? Yeah, that is not what you asked. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, they're putting it right out there. I love that bold. It's very yeah. on the nose. Uh, yeah, I, no, it was more like, do you like fucked up death cults? Yeah, which was very like I can't. First of all, I can't believe they cursed on the CW. Yeah, that was, that was nice crazy. To me. CW. Yes. we know they're not gonna uh, do that. But I love that conversation between Evelyn and yeah. Betty. I really like their dynamic a lot. I know probably everybody is down on Evelyn because she's essentially one of the villains. But yeah. the, the actress Zoe de Grandmaison, I think she does such a good job. She of really being does. So weird. She and does playing off Lily Reinhardt in particular. Like yeah. their dynamic yeah. is excellent. Well, they are sort of two sides of a coin uh, in a good way. And I, I like the way... I don't appreciate the way you're dragging Betty down in that state. She's, she's one side of a coin. She is not. <laughs> the other side is... She definitely. is a perfect person. Yeah, one of them is heads and one of them is tails. Yeah, what, you don't like George Washington or Abraham Lincoln? Also coins? Uh, no, I'm just talking about how... Two of our best presidents. Great, thanks. I'm just saying that there's <laughs> Betty and there's Dark Betty, but don't, you know... Yeah. They're still the same person. Oh, okay. So they're like, they're like three sides of a coin then. Yeah. <laughs> it's one coin. <laughs> Dark Betty's the edge. Ooh, uh, nope. So, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I like, I like Evelyn and her role. It's interesting, her role in the episode. now. And now that we have Edgar Ever Never in play, he feels like, oh. he's sort of like, well, I'm doing your job the now. Slimiest. Like, slimiest of all the slimy. Uh is he, though? He's very, very charming personality. He is very charming. Fuck you. That shit is so fake, man. I joined the farm. Uh, you are ridiculous. <laughs> so, How are you just as bad as Albin? <laughs> yeah, Both no, of no, you guys I, are I, so pro-farm. Sorry, I took him into a closet, and some stuff happened, and now he's pro-farm. I'm pro-farm. That shit with Cheryl was insane. We'll so get there. We'll let's get, get there. Uh, Betty gets uh, Cheryl to, in, to infiltrate the farm for her, her cousin. They have a, This whole episode, they have a fun uh, cousin convo yeah. uh, throughout. Um, so she does. Cheryl gets interviewed by uh, Edgar Evernever. Yeah. Um, and Betty's listening on an old school reel to reel, which I thought was very cool, very like. Yeah, and that uh, also contrasts with what's going on with Jughead in the episode, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, yeah. But th- they're both doing very similar things this episode, which yeah. I thought was fun. Like visually, it was fun to see those parallels. Wait, wait, we got to back up the truck a little bit. Cheryl has an amazing Cheryl entrance. Like she goes from crying into the bathroom to storming into the room where Betty is. And it's just like, I did it. It was just such a great Cheryl. It was great. Uh, And she... she does reference what happened in the previous episode. She is crying in order to entrap Evelyn and says, uh, Tony and I broke up again, this time for real. Yeah. Again, wondering where Tony was this episode, what was going on with her, because I feel like things would have gone a little differently. If Tony... But, but I think that's purposeful, because... Yeah. I know. I know it yeah. was purposeful. Because Tony's going to break her out! Break her oh, out for Jesus. love! Oh, God. Okay. Uh, so... Well, uh, yes. Cheryl, though, uh, in her interview, feels like she's being sort of lured in by the farm. Um, Then when she's talking to Betty after that, she's like, yo, Edgar Evernever, hot dad. Uh, Specifically says... Took me into the closet. We're cool. uh, They didn't do the closet yet. This is first she tells him that he is a yummy snack, which uh, Betty has a great reaction to. Uh, And then she goes back again, and that's when he really gets her. the thing that I, I thought was really interesting about everything that was happening with Cheryl this episode, first of all, I like them looping back to the stuff with her in season one. You know, they talk about Jason. They talk yeah. about her yeah. drowning. They talk about her burning down the house. This is Edgar essentially saying, okay, you uh, 
drowned yourself. That's kind of what we did to Alice. You burned uh, down your house. That's kind of what we showed you with Kevin with the uh, putting the hand over the candle. Uh, so you've already gone through the initiation rituals. I thought it was interesting that they didn't mention the fact that when she and Jason went into the river, they were both dressed all in white. Yeah. And um, they came out, which seems like another thematic thing, particularly as we're reminded of this episode that Jason was supposed to be heading to the farm with Polly yeah. in the first season before all this started. So we're definitely going to loop back there in some way even more. It's, I, it's interesting. I feel like Jason may be um, becoming back as a character. Uh, not we'll not alive. Him, I don't mean he's going to be alive. Right? Yes, he's still dead. Yeah. But I think just hearing the uh, being able to see and deal with the echoes of the first season, I think, is interesting. And that was set up the last episode. The yeah. the resolution of the fight between Tony and Cheryl involves her admitting the fact that she is still very damaged by what happened with Jason. Yeah. That's, so that's uh, she should be. Yeah, it, absolutely. And she talks through that with Edgar. Um, she likes talking to Edgar because he's a charming dude. Fuck uh, you. No, he's a charming yeah, he dude. He's not. Have you ever seen One Tree Hill, Mo? Yeah. No. Mo? No, I Mo? haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> no. Uh, don't call me Mo. No, hey, Mo? <laughs> don't call me Mo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she talks through the, the, with that with him, and then uh, he says, hey, I'm going to show you something. Once she starts pushing on it, once she starts asking all these about questions. The that Cheryl Betty... was not being cool about the tapes, and that was no. driving me nuts. She was Cheryl's not... better than that. Yes. Uh, well, she, that, she hold it. on to that thought because I want to get back to that thought you just said. Uh, she uh, goes with Edgar. We only see it from Betty's perspective. And uh, they're, they cuts off when they go into a room. And when she comes back, so she's scared. like, sorry, so can't do scared. anything more. Uh, you're on your own. It's illegal. I'm going to stop spying. And then Betty later on steals the tapes for Alice, for Polly, and for Cheryl, because she thinks that Edgar has leverage on all of them. Yes, yeah, uh, And she goes and is like, here's Cheryl, here's the tapes, don't worry about it. Cheryl's like, no, you don't understand. Um, I saw Jason. Yeah. He, he took me into this room. I saw Jason. I know it sounds crazy, but he's real. It was there in the flesh, and we talked. She later then confronts her mom, who says, uh, or she says, are you talking to Charles? Yo, that farm? was so boss of Betty to be like, yo, is this the reason? And yeah. the look on her mom's face was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so what do we think? Well, uh, can we get back to the Cheryl of it all? Because sure. this is... I like that phrase, the Cheryl of it all. This like Cheryl. bothered me a lot. Because like, it's uh, not they, Cheryl. It's not Cheryl. They, but she's been brainwashed like the wait, farm. Hold, is doing to hold, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> the I'm farm has brainwashed you like got to Cheryl. No, no, no. This is not joking. I'm serious right now. I'm upset about Cheryl Blossom, this fictional character. Yeah. Okay? So okay. Uh, <laughs> here's... <laughs> Uh, they they explain it or they try to explain it in the show where Betty even says, you're not a follower. Why are you doing this? Cheryl? Right. And she says, no, you don't understand. I saw Jason, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like even though they put it in the text and I understand why they did what they did, this destroys is probably too strong a word, but it pushes back on an incredible amount of character development from Cheryl over the past two seasons. I think mm. if this picked up immediately after the season one finale, great. You know, right. no problem. Like, I totally get it. But over the course of these two seasons, particularly as she's been with Tony, she has grown as a character. She's softened as a character. She's rounded out as a character. And this character arc that we had in the past couple of episodes where she fought with Tony, we came to this emotional catharsis the last episode where she owned up and said, 
I only knew two modes. I knew love or I knew hate, and I knew nothing in between. That's it. That's all I understood. And she gets past that with Tony. So yeah. I think to your point, yes, plot-wise, I understand if Tony had been there, none of this would have happened, and that's why all of this happened this episode. But I think to do this to Cheryl and to not have her be smart enough to be like, yo, he took me into a closet and drugged me or whatever is going on is like, it it but, underscore it undercuts the intelligence and growth of the character. Right, but is my, my take on it. Yeah, but my point is the the farm is so powerful they can even take down the boss of the boss. Like if Cheryl can fall for this bullshit, then it's so powerful. Well, but I I I, I disagree with you. Uh, it's not about the power of the farm. It's about the damage that was done by her losing Jason. Like, I agree she's had a lot of growth uh, as a character in so many aspects of her life, but not dealing with her greatest loss, uh, her brother. And I think that's in Alice's greatest loss, her, her son. So I think the farm finds that soft underbelly, and no matter how strong you are up top, they find that thing where they can get you. And I think that's what we're learning here. I don't think that discredits her as a character throughout. I think it just shows, to Pete's point, the nefariousness of the farm and just how much hurt these characters have. It is disappointing. You're right. I mean, it is disappointing that she would be uh, able to kind of uh, bow to this kind of stupidity. It's, uh, I understand intellectually what both of you are saying here, but to me, having... Having watched the show, it feels like the path this always goes on is that Cheryl will be like, great, going to join this thing. And then by the next episode, she's like, yo, I'm running this bitch. Right. So maybe we'll see that the next episode. I don't think we will because I don't think that's the path they're going on with the farm. You might never know, Cheryl. It doesn't, to Betty's point in the episode, she's not a follower. Like, regardless of what is happening, whatever she actually is seeing, I agree with you. She, It's great to have her dealing with this trauma that she's dealt with. I hope they also go back and deal with the fact that she had a suicide attempt, which they touched on this episode. Mm -hmm. These are all emotional currents that have run into the show that because so many things are happening on Riverdale at all times, they often ignore. But... I don't know. It it still it rang false to me a little bit, and maybe it'll pay it out sucked. in the long run. But it sucks. I don't run. know. I like it because I think it 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 uh, it to me it doesn't con- uh, contradict with other these other character moves. And it's not like she's brainwashed. I think she's like the farm gives me this thing that I value greatly. It's like an uh, okay. an a, a drug addiction. Like I like this one thing, uh, and so it, she's going to keep going back. Right, but what are the chances that next episode Tony isn't like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, but, but that's an interesting confrontation. I like that. I like. Sure. Are you are you saying you don't like it because you think she's just going to go back to who she was? Uh, Cheryl. Wait, go back to who Like she after was? this, the, she's on the farm, she's going to be normal again. Yeah. I think so. I, I don't understand where this is along her character development right now. And maybe I will. Like, yeah. this is, I'm only talking about this episode as a capsule. That's all. Ride the wave. Uh, to close up on uh, the farm stuff, Betty goes to meet Edgar. Yeah, the sit down of sit downs. Sit down of sit downs. And he's like, yo, missing some tapes. She's like, whatever. Tell me everything. Yeah. 
So a couple of things that I will uh, throw out about this. First of all, I think this is our first indication that Edgar does have something else going on, regardless of what else is going on with the farm. Edgar very strongly intimates that he has copies of the tapes offsite, yeah. which is not on the level at all. Like that no. is not magnanimous leader of a religious organization or anything like that. Yeah. The other thing is, what are the chances when he reveals everything to Betty, he is able to do whatever he did to Cheryl and Alice and Kevin and everybody else? Uh, to Betty, you mean? Yeah. If, will to he Betty. Do it, be able to do it to her? Yeah. I, I think pretty good. Though I do think, I bet we're going to see her fall for it, join the farm, and then reveal later that she was faking. Mm. No way, man. I mean, that's Darth, Betty see, this is when <laughs> that's Betty Darth Betty <laughs> takes over and burns the whole mother down. But you, do you think she's going to buy into the farm? Before, no, I think they're going to try, and it's going to trigger Dark Betty, and Dark Betty is going to lose it and just start fucking. Well, that's the thing. Snapping like, necks. If the farm's power is by taking advantage of a, a darkness in you, like Dark Betty's got a lot of that. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. They're going to unleash a beast they're not ready for. Interesting. How do you think that the farm is doing this? Uh, Having people see well, Chick people. was the uh, tech guy. You know, he had a lot of like. Oh, yeah, it's a hologram. It's holograms and the, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, but, I wouldn't put it past Riverdale, but that's a crazy idea. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if uh, do you think Kevin saw like Will I Am or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Definitely. Probably. They only that's the only hologram there is, right? <laughs> yeah, just Will I Am. Will I Am. Yeah. Uh, Jason Blossom. Yep. And uh, Charles Blossom. Yeah. Not Charles Blossom. Cool. Charles Cooper. Um, what do you think's going on? Well, How I think. Uh, drugs. I mean, I think we're seeing there. We've already seen mass hallucinations with the Gargoyle King. Mm. This is obviously something very different that's going on. Yeah. Um, but there are ways, certainly in a fictional world, but there are ways with drugs to give everybody hallucinations. Yeah. If they're giving them some sort of high that gives them what they want. So fizzle might, rocks. Yeah, fizzle rocks. That might be the thing. What if it's seeing. fizzle rocks that are aerosolized, so it's just they just breathe it It could in. be that. I mean, one thing that uh, I didn't totally buy into, and maybe this is because, honestly, I'm not totally into Chad Michael Murray, is everybody being like, oh, he's so engaging when yeah. he talks. <laughs> being like, yeah, I mean, he's he's handsome. He's a very handsome dude. No, but like, I didn't quite so get it. Uh, so to me, it felt like almost you saw those weird lamps in the background of the room. What if there was some aerosolized drugs that were coming out there that uh, yeah. calmed everybody down, made them more eager to share their secrets? That's what I think. Yeah. Um, let's jump back. Talk about uh, all the rest of this uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> insanity. Sure. Uh, There's, you know, speaking of the fizzle rocks, I mean. Jughead unleashes his minions on the worst comic book shop of all time. <laughs> so let's so go through Jughead. This yeah. is uh, it's MLJ Comics. What do you think that stands for? Oh, worst comic book shop ever. That is not, not how, the, that how the letters work. Yeah, none well, of those letters. It's fucking garbage. Did you just see the rando, just like just sloppy comics on the fucking countertop. Say, no angry. organization whatsoever. Angry for an unrelated reason. Uh, Michael L. Jackson comics. <laughs> oh, probably. <Pretty> controversial. <laughs> <laughs> that would be particularly right now. Yeah, very. Not a good move. Not a great move. Uh, I got to tell you, I was like studying each of the uh, frames of the comic book shop because I was hoping like in the first part of Sabrina, uh, they pulled out a bunch of Archie comics they were yeah. reading. I was hoping there were like Sabrina comics in the background or something like that. Yeah. No days. Yeah, hard no, to see. Man. Yeah. Uh, but you guys agree that's it's a shitty comic book shop, right? I mean, a lot of comic book shops are pretty that's shitty. A, what are you talking it's a about? Fine shop. It's a fine shop. It's, it's fine. not a fine it's shop. It's very crowded. There's, how many stores, comic book stores do you think are in Riverdale? 
I don't know. At least one. And this one's getting by by running a secret drug operation. Oh. Yes. Uh, Jughead is uh, snacking in this episode. I just want you guys to take Which note of that. Which very nice. Because yep. now that he lives next door to Archie, he can snack, snack. with uh, impunity. Yep. Um, but yes, then they bust into the comic book store. Jughead pissed. Uh, sweet yeah, tea. he's like, hey, I'm mad now. Yeah. This is mad me. I'm curious, who do you think does the Fizzle Rocks packaging? Because for oh. an illicit drug, mm-hmm. most drugs come in like clear plastic well, bags. Well, so Hiram... <laughs> this comes in, in his, like a fun it, 80s packaging. <laughs> Hiram in his for-profit you prison. You would, you would do it just from the packaging alone? It's, in t- it's the colors I like. Pink. I think Hiram has to have a big uh, printing press, right? Like yeah. certainly at this point, Gladys does, I guess, because she's making the Fizzle Rocks. But uh, Hiram was all into getting that playing card business a couple of episodes oh, back. Yes, that's true. <laughs> he needed that's a place cute. to print those. Uh, that's probably where he did the Fizzle Rock that's packaging a great as point. well. Smart. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Jughead spends a lot of the episode coordinating the serpents going after yeah. any Dude, he uh, loves gargoyles put- on wires. Yeah. And uh, likes the putting the pins in the maps there. Yeah, that's fun. I liked uh, just while we're talking about how in the world the Riverdale Sheriff's Department worked. Mm-hmm. I liked that they broke up a sting operation where apparently FP has undercover detectives working for him yep. who aren't teenagers. Who aren't teenagers? <laughs> so there are other people working in the Sheriff's Department beyond the gang of teenagers, FP and Tom Keller, who seems to be like a floater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love to meet these people. Yeah, I'd love to see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, they, this, that one guy seemed like he was a pretty good cop. And certainly they must have fun nicknames like uh, Baby Teeth, Sweet Pea, <laughs> Old uh, Deuteronomy, uh, yeah, Squeebs, uh, Squeebs, Squeebs. Snorks. Yeah. Snow, Snorks. Uh, Snorks. Snorks. Oh, I used to love him because he's got the uh, head snap. Uh, head uh, <laughs> snorkel. Yeah. Yeah. The head Snorks were fantastic, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Great point. Yeah. Great point. Uh, this leads to a big fight between FP and Jughead, yeah. which the Jones household is chaos right now. Oh, Absolutely. Dude, well, also, wars, he that said. Glad- I do like the move that Gladys immediately was like, Jughead, you blew up my trailer. Yeah. <laughs> that there was no delay oh, that there. was great. But also, do you notice that Jellybean moved... FP out of the room. Jellybean and mom are have a like a you real. You don't con- trust Jellybean at all. I don't. Jellybean, uh, Jellybean's up to no good. Yeah. Jellybean's, Jellybean's on team bad. mom. Definitely. And, yeah. And she was like, oh, I know what's going on. I'm going to take dad out of here. And she was just like, fuck you. I know yeah. that was you. It wasn't even. And they were at it. Ooh. Yeah. How do you think this is going to pan out? Do you think that's it for the Jones family? Are they going to just break up by the yeah. end of the season? There's no, there's no question about it. I think it. Gladys and Jellybean are going to have to leave town. What Both sucks? of them? Yeah. 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 Even Jellybean? Yeah. Jellybean is, is bad. She for is. Scythia Jones? Uh, yes. Great. Oh, I mean, good research. Yeah. Um, Thanks. But I do think, yes, I do think so. When Honestly, when in, they do the actual raid, um, in a minute, we're going to talk about when the serpents combine with the boxies, yeah. the boxing game, <laughs> sure. uh, to raid the uh, gargoyle yeah. um, building and have like some pretty, them Daredevil style, yeah. Daredevil TV mm-hmm. show style mm-hmm. fighting. Not that well, the raid redemption style fighting. Yes, but yes. Uh, that's what I was reminded of. And they uh, they're like, we got to find the cook. I thought the cook was going to be Jellybean. Oh man, oh. I really was like, no. I think they earlier in the episode said it was Kurtz, right? 
Uh, they, like, they were guessing. I thought it was going to be a, a so, surprise reveal uh, that it was Jellybean. Line, we finally get, uh, we should probably take a jump back and say that Archie finds out that Mad Dog is going to be sent to the for-profit prison. Dude. It's opening. The prison's opening. What a yeah. fun oh, town. Finally. Let's all turn out for the prison opening. <laughs> yeah, there was a whole thing of like, every time Archie saw Mad Dog, Matt, it was just like a huge problem. It's like, hey, Mad Dog, what's up? Well, uh, uh, you know, this is going on. You got to get me out of jail. Okay, cool. Hey, Mad Dog, what's up? Well, uh, now I'm, uh, you know, you said not to go see that one guy. I went to see him, and now, you know. All right, you're jumping all over the place. So yeah. uh, Mad Dog in, and the rest of the dudes in the Leopold's Loeb facility are going to be sent to the for-profit prison. They ask Archie to get them out. Archie teams up with Veronica. Which which is weird. Super weird because they were like, great, nothing's happened. I'm not uh, getting, my parents aren't getting a divorce. We probably shouldn't talk about that at all because your parents also got a divorce. Also, we broke up really horribly and haven't discussed it all. Let's team up. Yeah, they team up, and yeah, it seems like it was all business. There was no, and then later she was reviews reveals Archie like he's some kind of boss. This is my ex boyfriend Archie, and I was like, wow. Well, let me throw this out to you. Also, was Archie cleared of his charges? Yes, he fully cleared. Yeah, fully cleared. Because I think Veronica cleared him. I think Mm -hmm. it's weird that he's negotiating with the governor. Uh, I don't know why the governor wouldn't turn around and walk out. Just be like, <laughs> what the fuck, you kids? No, he knows they are teenagers in Riverdale, yeah. the most powerful people in the world. Yep. It's true. Huge uh, members of the constituency. Um, yeah, and then so the kids, the they somehow get these kids who are locked up in a pretty intense juvie to all of their charges cleared. Right. Immediately, Baby Dropped. Teeth and Mad Dog get some burgers with And some Archie. other people that we don't really hang out with. Right. And then Archie is like, hey, guess what? I have this gym that I own. Hey, do you want to live in my gym? My favorite running bit in the episode is when anybody was asked Archie, they're like, how do you have a gym? He was like, eh, it's a long story. Yeah. <laughs> Because no it need is. to get into it. It's yeah. a very long story. <laughs> very long uh, story. Elio randomly shows up to be just a rich guy. <laughs> I like Elio. I like what? It. No, not uh, calm down. Not in the same way I love the farm. Uh, I like <laughs> that Elio is this element that shows up as like the bad guy for the teens. Right. I think yeah. that's fun. It's fun to have that character show up. Every Hiram. Hiram. He, yeah. he is a tiny Hiram. Yeah. Oh, tiny Hiram. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he shows up and he's like, hey, you want to come fight for me? I'm an evil boxer manager. Yeah. And they're like, eh, I don't know. And he's like, okay, it's going to come back later though. One of you is going to betray Archie. Yeah. And he's like, have a good day. Uh, I, so I'll throw this out. I mean, this kind of plays into the end of the episode a little bit. We've talked about this on the podcast before, but I feel like this whole, the boxies really ties into the idea of this epic uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Lord of the Rings style face off yeah. that we're heading towards. The Game of Thronesification is yes. what the term I, I used. I mean, now we have our archers. We yeah. have our, maybe our rogues in the Southside Serpents. We have uh, the archers of the Pretty Poisons, by the way. We have the fighters led by the paladin. Uh, probably I, this is, this is the thing that I'm holding on to with Cheryl right now, because I think like Cheryl goes into a place, she takes over the place, right? If Cheryl goes into the farm, it's like, fuck this farm. This is stupid. I'm taking a big chunk of the farm and forming my own cult, which seems like a totally reasonable thing to happen. (laughs) Then we have our, of Cheryl would be amazing. Absolutely. Then we have our magic users, right? Who are on the side of good, because that's like the one element that we're missing right now. And they do do magic because they levitate babies, even though they don't actually probably do magic. Right, exactly. But I could see all of that coming together at I love that theory, and that supports the theory that the farm and the gargoyle king are two separate entities. Yeah, because the farm is good. Uh, The farm is not good. 
The farm here's here's what I'll throw. The out. farm is tricking people into thinking they're seeing elements dead people. of the farm are good. The farm is not. No, but I'm saying the farm's not. The, what he's saying, I think, else is the farm's not the big bad. The Gargoyle yeah. King is the big bad for the season. Yeah, and the farm is um, a brainwashing home. people. Yeah, you it's, seem very hung up on that, but that's not. You don't do that to people. But I don't know if it's a full brainwash. <laughs> it's a brain rinse. It's, yeah, there you go. It's, it's like a spin cycle. It's a it's a lovely little uh, pat down with a washcloth. If anything, it's a hand wash because it's a very <laughs> precious garment. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> you're taking somebody into a closet. Okay. Yeah, that's what you do when you give somebody a head wash. Yeah. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, Alvin. Oh, uh, great. Um, uh, before we sort of tie all this together, maybe we should talk about the lodges, which is the other sort of plot thread yes. throughout. Um, the lodges are like, we're getting divorced uh, last episode. Um, Veronica's been trying to parent trap them the whole time. I love how they casually say, well, um, Hermione, you have tried to kill him twice. And she's like, oh, pish posh. Uh, Hermione finds two dead fish and is very frightened. Mm-hmm. She wants, because she's either being threatened with being murdered or threatened with becoming a pescatarian. Ooh, the worst thing you could become. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stop. Um, the lodges decide to stay together. And then later, um, a priest is leaving the house. So, of course, they were getting their marriage. Monsignor? Annulled. Yeah. Um, marriage annulled, which can, you can do that at any point. I don't think I so. Said I thought there was like a short time. Yeah, uh, I, th- I feel like you have, if you haven't consummated the marriage, yeah, you can annul it. If you pay somebody off enough, they'll annul it for you. Oh, so the church is a cult that will just take your money for wow. anything, Pete. Interesting. Right? Uh, well, well shit, when Alex, you're a mafia boss and you know the Monsignor, you can make things happen. Uh, Open my- your eyes. I am opening my eyes and I'm seeing the church in a whole new way. <laughs> uh, we find out, though, the reveal that I thought was interesting about this whole plot thread was that Veronica sent the fish. She sent the fish. Cementing her role as Hiram Jr. Let me just yeah, ask. So we got tiny Hiram, we got Hiram Jr., and yeah. we've got big Hiram. Yeah. Big old Hiram. Let yeah. me ask. The fish, does that mean you're sleeping with the fishes? Is that why you yes, don't like Yes, that's what fish? Hermione says in the episode. I no. think that's the thread. I, I miss that. <laughs> Yeah, she says sleeping with the fishes. Like, that's the implication. She says it's definitely nothing good. She says it probably means sleeping with the fishes, so this is not good for me. Or it could mean she has a good amount of omega-3 fatty acids. Here's here's what I actually, I, the entire time. The fish oil, dude. The entire time. Yeah, she rubbed the fish on her head. She gave herself a little bit of a fish wash. Uh, The (laughs) entire time, I was not into this storyline because... I I think Camila Mendez is doing a good job with the emotion here, but the idea that Hiram and Hermione should be together in any way is hard to work through. But that her ultimate goal was not that, but actually to protect her mom and set up a situation where both of her parents were amicable and safe and happy, even if they were separated, I thought was good and smart. Also, I like that point where she was saying, you know, if you... The wife gets kind of left out in the wind, and they disappear. And yeah, and yeah. that was like you know. It was interesting to me that a, an annulment is more secret than a divorce because I was like, well, right? Because a divorce doesn't it would be in court. Yeah, but I also, like, what do you tell people? You're yeah. like, oh, we were never married. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, right? Oh yeah, what are you talking about? No, we were never married. Uh, but <laughs> Ver- I thought it, yeah. who's that? These are, <laughs> this is our teen ward. Yeah. That was weird at the end of the episode when Veronica just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> That's how annulments work. Yeah. Right. Well, someone was playing the guitar and there was a picture of Veronica. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, got on the phone and was like, you got to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Marvin. Marvin Barry. <laughs> Josie. Josie of the Pussycats. <laughs> Listen to this. Oh, man. No one understands what we're talking about. Back to the Future. It's a famous movie. Look it up, kids. Look it up. Oh, my God. Uh, so let's... But I did like how Hiram was like, he knew Veronica did it. And that was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I know you did it. You were uh, the one. Yeah, his boy, he lost his voice briefly. Um, to close out the episode, uh, Kurtz, the drug dealer, he gets away after kicking he and Jughead out of a second story window. Which yeah. Is cool. How do you like him as a villain? Uh, doesn't do a lot for me. Okay. Right. Wait a second. <laughs> he I doesn't wanna... do a lot in general. He's just like, I'm a little crazy, but I also am very efficient as a gang leader. <laughs> yeah, no, he's good. He's, I think he's being set up as like the Joker to Jughead's Batman or something like that. Interesting. Um, Interesting. We'll get there. I did like how there was the thing where Archie saved Jughead and then Jughead saved Archie. That was really cool. I like that back and forth. Yeah, I thought... And also guns... What the fuck? Yeah, that was scary. Off yeah. the Andy there a little bit. Yeah, the whole fight sequence, I think, to your point, uh, just given the shooting schedule of Riverdale, I don't think they're able to do it like full-fledged, okay, here's an 11-minute one-take yeah. fight scene or anything like that. But yeah. on th- with those limited resources, what they did was a lot of fun. Like cool. the shot of them taking down the gargoyles and then everybody coming out of the doorway and attacking them all at once was fun. I love the idea that... In any situation where Mad Dog and Archie are there, Mad Dog would be like, I'll do this myself. Run yeah. for your life, <laughs> yeah, he's it's like, really, go for it, Archie. Really I'll take all these minions down. I'm immortal. No one kills me. <laughs> yeah. I'm Mad Dog. Goddamn. Uh, but also, what what the fuck was Jughead thinking? Like, okay, you guys take the first floor. Everybody else take the second floor. I'll just go up to the top floor by myself. Where the boss is. What the fuck? That yeah, was boss level. Uh, this just occurred to me while we're talking about it, while we're talking about like this game of thrones lord of the Rings style ending it, it all of the kids are getting their own villains right like they're getting yep. their own opposites jughead has kurtz betty has evelyn uh archie and kind of veronica have elio i guess both wow. of them uh, veronica has elio archie has his own brain <laughs> his <laughs> right. own brain archie has uh, uh one of those uh punching bags that swings yeah. back and hits him in the face <laughs> <laughs> Owner owning a gym has got to be hard. Right. Maybe that's yeah, his money issues, yeah. mainly. Uh, but yeah, they're all being set up with their own enemies that they have to take down. And I don't know if the show's going to go this route, but last season, second to last episode, we had that epic gang war where Riverdale was on yeah. fire. Oh, yeah. Like if they end with something like that, where everybody is fighting, like physically fighting their own enemies, that'll be awesome. I love it. Uh, it was insane how like Jughead like storms home. He's like, Mom, you use guns now? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I could have got killed. Yeah, so the threats are piling up between Gladys and Jughead. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be crazy. And then the last bit of the episode is um, uh, Baby Teeth goes missing. Uh, a chalice comes back with a card that says, Defang the Young Wolf. I believe. Defang the Wolf Cub. The Wolf Cub, yep. And then and, I like and, how and like, baby teeth's bo- teeth are yeah. in the chalice, yeah. which you yeah. probably yeah. mentioned. And you were like, this is a baby's tooth. <laughs> baby, baby teeth. Baby teeth. His what? teeth, regular size. Regular size. At least that tooth that they picked so up. So why did, how do you earn the nickname baby teeth? Yeah. Uh, I, was, I, I, was, look, I want maybe. to see the little chicklets. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see tiny little teeth. Yep. Big fail. Big like, fail oh, on the show's yeah. part. Hey, teeth too big. Yeah, but then, <laughs> Sum up. Other than the teeth, then we find out that uh, Baby Teeth actually 
had the things carved in his back and was yeah. So he shows up the same way that Benjamin Button and Dilton Doily did <laughs> during the season premiere. He is in front of a new gargoyle idol. He is lying prone on his back. The symbols, the gargoyle king letters TGK, are cut into his back. His teeth are taken out, and he is dead. And FP discovers him, and we are back. Gargoyle King is back. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, interesting. Why this would the Gargoyle King... This was an insane app. It was. A lot going on. Why would they want... Why would Gargoyle King want baby teeth out of the way? He's I, just got out of jail. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was just... just it, it, the Gargoyle King looked at it as, here's a disposable character that yeah. we could get rid of. No. I, I mean, I think, like... It was it was a way of announcing that the Gargoyle King is back in the game and back in charge. It's not Kurtz running it. It's not, uh, what was it, Major Mason, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the head of the RR2OTC who was running it previously. Um, it's not any of these sub-bosses. It is the main boss, whoever the identity is of the Gargoyle King. They are back in town and they are playing for keeps. Yeah. Um, that was my take on it. No, I think, I think so, but still in an outside or an inside the narrative justification why would uh the gargoyle king go after someone in archie's gang well i just think it, he was archie? the random guy walking around the woods yeah, but the gargoyle king doesn't kill random people the gargoyle king mm. kills people with a goal uh you would think or, or it's about just the maybe to announce his presence that he's back but ba- baby teeth as far as we know wasn't playing the game is it I like mean, everybody at the Leopold and Loeb detention facility essentially was playing the game because the warden was playing the game, right? They were, yeah, yeah they were on the board, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, uh, I understand what you're saying, but I think it's just, it's a quest. You know, there are probably more quest cards out there like that. Maybe for every single character out there, there's a different quest card to either take them down. Maybe it's a Highlander type situation where there could be only one at the end. Pete, mm-hmm. you're raising your hand. Thank you. So play, what's up? Uh, I was just when you finished your thought, I hadn't. Something I don't to know. Say. I was just no, oh, talking. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, did anybody else think when the phone rang and they were like at his detention center? I was like, "Yo, Archie, that's your kid calling. Oh, that son you were taking care of for oh, a while, Ricky. Uh, Ricky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't think Santos. Mad Dog. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, it was actually Mad Dog. Yeah. That's uh, uh, the whole episode. Following up on your theory, um, <laughs> on the theory we talked about, uh, the Game of Thrones vacation, um, with all the different uh, characters coming into their roles, uh, where does that leave Veronica? I don't know. And I think that's a big clue pointing to where I think that uh, Hermione is the Gargoyle King. Ooh, leaving her off the board. Exactly. So she's not someone that uh, the Gargoyle King I mean, is after. Veronica her. was singing last episode, getting the fuck out of Dodge. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, why then is Hermione so scared of Hiram or is she just pretending? I think she's just pretending. Okay. I think she's trying to play. That's her role in their, that relationship. Right. And she doesn't want Hiram to know that she's the gargoyle king. I think. And you don't think Edgar is the gargoyle king? Uh, no, because he like is. we talked about he's doing something else. Uh, it's just weird to me for someone who's running such a specific thing, the farm, to also be like, I'm also running another very specific thing that encompasses everything I'll else. I'll throw this out at you uh, that occurred to me towards the end of the episode because I was kind of on board until I started thinking about this. Uh, because we know Edgar preys on people's traumas, if he created a situation where the entire town is traumatized and dealing with death all the time, they're better prey for the farm, right? So the Gargoyle King is a way of 
creating more farmies? Because I, I would also yes. argue that the farm is a, uh, a very obvious response to all this trauma created by the gargoyle right. king. So it's but chicken and egg. working both ways, potentially. Yeah. Uh, or but also in the, but working uh, not necessarily as one unit, but maybe as, as two separate things that now, here's reflect the other on each I'll other. Now, throw out at you that doesn't fit with any of this stuff whatsoever. So uh, Madgen Abick posted on her Instagram a picture. She's shadowing the director for the second to last episode of the season, uh, episode 21. And uh, she was like, epic shoot. We're shooting nights and days. Um, and she hashtagged it. Um, I th- oh, I'm forgetting the exact title, but I believe it's the horrible secret of Harvest House is what she t- hashtagged it. So I looked it up. Uh, there is a very old mini series from NBC from 1978 and book that it's based on. They're both supposed to be fine, so you don't have to check them out. The mini series is like four hours long, uh, called the horrible secret, the dark secret of Harvest Home, uh, which is basically the same thing, and it's about an insular farming community that's very focused on corn, and it's basically like a wicker man type. Corn. Like that's the short version of it, um, but they a family moves from the big city to the town. Some of the people in the family end up having seizures, which end up getting cured by people there. Uh, they're very obsessed with this ritual called Harvest Home that's coming down the way. Uh, and like a lot of stuff on Riverdale, it certainly made me think if that is actually inspiring the second to last episode, it would make a lot of sense that the farm is a total wicker man situation where they're leading up to some sort of harvesting type ritual where somebody is going to be killed, right? Is, yeah. Is that the one with Nicolas Cage being completely out the of his... Bears, the bears. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one. Okay. That's Wicker Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked a lot about is the farm good, is the farm bad, and... Uh, we all... You guys joke, but you know the farm is bad. I, I still don't know if the farm is the big bad. The farm is clearly taking advantage of people and not doing uh, good things. You were um, killing me, Smalls. But I don't know if the farm is going to be what is going to eventually be killing people in Riverdale. Because the Gargoyle King can't is evil. There's no way the Gargoyle King is like, actually, I'll help you take down the farm. <laughs> right. <laughs> here, here, here's my thought right now. is I think you can't trust Edgar, but I don't know about the farm. Right. I think that's the uh, separation there. Fuck you. But also, I could see it <laughs> being like Edgar is helping people work through. It's a Shut intense up, form man. of... Shut uh, up. It, just wait. It's an intense form of therapy where people are dealing with their traumas, and that's his belief system and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. As we all know from the uh, second season, Chick was the hero of Riverdale. <laughs> oh God, I think the farm has really taken that place this season. Yeah. The farm is like... Is the new chick? I hate you guys. <laughs> Think about it, chickens, chick, it's right there. Farm. I hope right chick ends there. up being on the farm, just like oh, just hanging right out there. He's just like, hey, Betty, great. What's and it's like, what? <laughs> that would be nice. I'd like that a lot. Uh, before we wrap up, MVP of the episode. Who won the episode in your eyes, Justin? Why don't you go first? Who? Tough call. So much going on this episode. Um, I'm gonna give it to uh, Betty. Great Betty up. Um, How often would you give it to Betty? I'd give it uh, one day this day. <laughs> uh, this day this day only day. Um, I thought she, she is such a crusader in this episode. I loved all of her stuff, just like listening on this like ham the radio. The pillow talk she had with Jughead. Yeah, we didn't even fantastic. talk about the that, nude scene. Yeah. <laughs> the nude scene. The nude scene. <laughs> nude scene. What, a, there, what were you watching? They weren't, they weren't wearing tops well, for but sure. But that's what I'm saying. It, it, 
we don't see a lot on Riverdale of the characters where they're like clearly not wearing clothes. Yeah. Usually, the, even the sex scenes, it's like they're Bras just start having stuff. sex and yeah. then they we cut right. away. And they this, put a put a veil over themselves, right, exactly. and hide in a sheet. <laughs> but this one to to sort of be with them when they're just like waking up, I was like, oh, this is weird. We haven't seen this before, and I thought it was <laughs> different and weird. I thought it was great. I love the pillow talk. They even commented on the pillow talk. Uh, do you ever think Archie is like looking on from next door, <laughs> just like uh, yeah, he's got a telescope. And That's he's like, thinking oh. like, oh, I'll see you soon, Betty, when I'm dating you. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> that, oh, is, no. that gets, I, I used to be on the same page as you. That gets farther and farther away every single episode. Hell yeah, it does. There are clues. There are cracks. No. What nope. clues? None. Jughead and Betty are, they're fine, but they're all business. They're like two no. trains. For, you just talked about the thing Yes, no, they're nude, but they we don't know if they've been having sex. Oh, they're like oh, nude friends. Yes. They're great nude friends. Right. I play with my friends nude. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, maybe when Jughead said this is a great pillow talk, they were actually talking about buying new pillows. Exactly. For they're talking about upgrading. Yeah. MVP? Uh, my MVP? Yeah. That's uh, why I pointed at you and said MVP. I thought you were calling him the MVP okay, of the podcast. Okay, I'm going to say, Betty, this week, maybe next week. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. oh, my God. Yeah. Are we doing a triple Betty right uh, now? I don't see, know. Let's see what you say. Betty? You haven't said yet. Oh, what am I going to say? Betty, all day, er, day. <laughs> Yeah, the she was just phenomenal. She was just really good this episode. And like I mentioned, yeah. the milkshake takes oh, were great. Um, I like her being take. proactive, pushing through no matter what. I love the character. I love uh, seeing her interact with the farm and not take anybody's shit, including Cheryl's. Like, just the look she gave Cheryl all episode. Good stuff. Withering. Fantastic. Absolutely withering. If you would like to not wither, but in fact help us grow, <laughs> patreon.com slash... say even blossom. Ooh, Ooh. Like Cheryl Blossom. Jason Blossom. Patreon.com slash comic book club. We have a bunch of fun bonuses for you guys. You can check out there, including a Patreon Slack that is full of theories and stuff, as well as plenty of talk about unions and things like that, which is interesting. It's taken a little bit La, of an interesting bacon, turn. Bacon, obviously. Oh, yeah. Bacon's a big one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else do you want to plug, Pete? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have in a live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live and at Riverdale Dark. Also on Instagram at Riverdale After. We put up little pictures every day and stuff. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> oh, it's pretty nice. Also, Comic Book Club at Live.com for this podcast and many more. And we'll see you after dark. <laughs> Watch the corn. <laughs>